Hey everyone, this is episode 8 of The Kingdom is Here. And last week we talked about our king, King Jesus. Last time we talked about what kind of ruler he is and how he rules and how he reigns in our lives. We talked about the throne of our heart that he sits on and how every other king and every other kingdom disintegrates or corrupts over time. And in reality, it doesn't take long for them to corrupt and to break down over time. But his kingdom does not. His is everlasting. It lasts forever. But if that's the case, and if we're honest, why then are there so many corrupt people who represent his kingdom? That got a little deep and a little heavy pretty quick. So let's see where this goes. This is Nathan Kirk, and I've got really good news. When I say the word corruption, what comes to mind? Maybe there are specific people or institutions that come to mind. Maybe recent things in the news or in the world events that you've heard come to mind. And you begin to dwell and think about that. But something I think that is maybe a little bit more important uh, for us to dwell on is the fact that corruption is taking place all around us. Everything, everything is falling apart. And that's some really good news, you say. Oh, yeah, that's the good news. Well, this is great, isn't it? No. Um, like, literally, though, everything is falling apart over time, and it doesn't take long. Things depreciate in condition or value that they have. If you ever buy a new car, a brand new car off the lot, and you're blessed or fortunate enough to do that, um, as soon as you sign your name to it, I mean, the old saying is, you know, as soon as you drive it off the lot, it depreciates in, significantly in value. Well, actually, as soon as you sign your name to it and you become the owner, it has significantly decreased in value. And that can be somewhat of a daunting thing to think about or to consider when you begin to take something or it comes into your hands or your life or whatever it may be to others, it begins to decrease in its value. The longer that you own something, it will fall apart. I mean, just that's kind of the the way of things, right? That's the, the law of entropy, as it were. Leave something alone, and on its own, it doesn't get better, right? Like, leave your car alone, your house alone. Leave your, <laughs> your bank account alone. Leave your things alone. And on its own, left to its own, it will not get better over time. It will begin to diminish or fall apart or decay the very same thing is true about the systems of this world that over time they will fall apart. They begin to decay. 
think about our country as how it was founded and where it began, imperfect as it was, it is in many ways falling apart. Think about the systems of this world that have been established, imperfect as they've been established, and they are falling apart. Some would say they have to fall apart in order to be remade and for a reset in many ways to happen. And even in the best case scenario in their world, in their mind, or whatever those scenarios may be, let's say the perfect world order comes out and and we are all a part of it, it will decline. It cannot, it cannot function in a perfect way. It will decay because of corruption. Because we are all corruptible. We actually all are walking corruption. That's probably not a very encouraging uh, word to hear. So maybe you're like, well, what is the good news today? Because I don't think this is it. Well, that that is actually some really good news is that it's not just unique to you or your situation or the world that you see your own perspective. It's everywhere all around us. We are corruption. We are corruptible. And whether we know it or not, whether we would believe it or not, we are all falling apart and left on our own strength and our own devices. Leave it up to you just by yourself you are going to fall apart. You can even do the very best that you can on your very own. You can be as smart as you can get. You can learn as much as you want, read as much as you want, listen to as many good podcasts as you want. So I don't know if this qualifies, but um, you can uh, you can exercise, you can eat right, you can do everything that you could possibly do within your own power and you will fall apart. And that is the good news that I have, is that we're all level in that playing field. That is not unique to any one person. That's everybody and everything in this world. Therefore, why we need King Jesus, who makes, his word says, he makes all things new. That in him... Old things, they pass away, but he makes everything, all things, new. That is what Jesus does. It's, and he's the only one. He's the only king. Hear, hear this if you're listening. He is the only source and the only king who can do that. Does that mean that we don't have a, a job to do in that? No, 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 no. That's not what that means. It means in many ways, though, we have to deny our ways, deny ourself, deny the corrupt systems of this world, and follow his ways. You enter into his kingdom to live as he would have us live. And while this earthly body does continue to decay, we put on incorruptible one day to be with him and to be in his kingdom and continue in his kingdom forever that will not fade. It's an everlasting kingdom, his word tells us. But there's something else I want to really touch on. And it's this, that while there is this notion of corruption, 
So Galatians 6 says this. It says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that also will he reap. I think even if even to the non-believer, there is this notion that hopefully resonates that you will reap what you sow. Like what you plant will grow into something and that is what you're going to get. You cannot plant corn and expect to get apples. Like <laughs> That's not going to happen. In our world, that needs to be maybe a little bit of a wake-up call to some people. We will reap what we sow. And don't be deceived. It says here, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that will he reap. For whoever sows to your flesh will, and that's your own ways, that's that corruptible, right? If you sow or you plant things in corruption, you're going to get a corruptible harvest. That's what it says. You sow to the flesh, you'll reap corruption. So the more you pour into these corrupt systems, that's what you're going to get is more corruption. But it says, he, if you sow to the Spirit, and that's a capital S, so that's that's like to the things of God and to Him. Like if you invest in in His kingdom and, and towards Him, you will of the Spirit, of and from Him, reap an everlasting harvest, everlasting life. It's something that is not corruptible. It's everlasting. It doesn't diminish. It doesn't fade. It doesn't decay. Or in Romans 8, 21, it says, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. That's we're we're bound to. It's like we're chained to it. We're chained to corruption. But the creation is delivered like us. You're the creation. We can be delivered from that bondage to that connection to decay and be delivered from that into the glorious liberty of the children of God. And that is, again, his kingdom, his kingdom that does not fade and does not decay. But there's something that happens, and, and maybe I want to address that question that was that I asked early on. If in his kingdom and under him, if it is a kingdom that does not disintegrate or corrupt or decay, then why are there so many corrupt people who represent his kingdom? I think that's a really fair question that we have to begin to analyze or at least discuss. And um, it's kind of a, it's a tough question because, or that it's a tough concept anyway, because it really causes us to be honest and to confront that. If we don't confront it, then we are being dishonest and quite frankly we're allowing corruption to persist so what what does it mean when you have people that represent the name the king jesus but they are contributing to the corruption they don't have a pure representation of him now let me just insert this portion here and say this i think within our world something that is completely lacking and maybe within the church especially some things that are really lacking is the concept of grace 
of giving and allowing time and uh, to, to either make things right. And then an umbrella of mercy where we grant and give forgiveness or understanding and compassion to those who are making a genuine effort to improve, making a genuine effort to rid ourselves of this corruptible nature that we have. And that's really a big part of it there, that this corruption is our nature. It's our nature. And so while we continue on our path, we are trying to get rid of this corruption, resist our nature. Now, our world will tell you, don't resist your nature. That's just how you were born, and that's who you are, and that's who you should be. Yet, well, perhaps that is how you were born. But this is kind of an old school way of saying it. You have to be born again. And that's not just a denominal position or some kind of sect of Christianity that should be saying that. That's what Jesus said. In John chapter 3, he says, you, if you want to enter the kingdom of God, a lot of times we like to jump to John 3.16 and talk about that. Just believe. No, no, no. This, he says, you got to be born again. That yes, you were born into corruption. Yeah, for sure. That's all of us. But you have to be born again. To change your ways. Because I don't want to continue with corruption. And there's this horrible, difficult fight that we get into when we are trying to do the things of the kingdom of God and trying to live the way King Jesus wants us to live. Yet, we are still battling with our human corruptible nature. And to that point, I'll say this. That's where we need to have a level of mercy and understanding and grace for people to continue to battle with that. Um, I recently had a conversation with somebody who uh, had walked, quite frankly, had walked away from God. He said, I don't know if they so much said publicly that this is nonsense or this is a joke or I don't need you to be a part of this. I'm not sure if they said that, but their, their lifestyle and their conduct reflected that. And that's not me being judgmental. Listen, you will, you can tell what somebody is passionate about by what they pursue, right? So we have this individual who has walked away from pursuing, passionately pursuing the things of God to really honestly passionately pursuing the things that are corruptible and that are destructive, utterly destructive, maybe not on its surface, maybe for a season they're not destructive, but they ultimately, that's what they end up being. You plant the seeds that seem like good seeds to plant, but at the end of the day when they grow and they take root in our hearts and they grow into something that is not what you intended for it to be and it produces fruit in our lives that is bitter and harsh and corrosive and toxic. Yeah. So I was having this conversation and asked this individual, are you struggling? For a long time, we have looked at that notion of struggling as being a bad thing. I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling. I'm fighting. I'm wrestling with some things. But the reality is this, is that if we 
stop struggling, that's when we are in trouble. It's when we stop fighting. It's when we stop wrestling with things. That's when we find ourselves in trouble. The answer that I got was, well, maybe a little. And I kind of turned it on its head a little bit. I won't go into all that, but I said, it doesn't look like you're struggling at all. Looks like you've given up the struggle. But you can get back into the fight. You can fight that corruption. You can fight it by planting and sowing seeds to the Spirit, to the things of God in His kingdom. And from that, you'll get life. You will get life. Because God is not mocked. It's mockery to think that you will plant to the things of the Spirit and not reap life. You will reap life. You absolutely will. The issue is this. This is kind of the parting thought, maybe. It's when we see corruption taking place within the kingdom of God, or I'll even extend an olive branch outside of that, when we see corruption taking place even in our world, but we allow it to exist and we are selective in our disdain for corruption. We say things like, well, yeah, that, that, that is true. That does exist. But it's just what we have to work with. So I guess I might as well go with it. I'm sorry, but we shouldn't have to settle we shouldn't have to settle for corruption. <laughs> and the settling for corruption is the notion of hypocrisy. Corruption is natural. It happens to us every moment of every day all around. As soon as we begin to touch something, it falls apart. We don't really make things better. Corruption is just a part of a fallen nature. But hypocrisy is a choice. And I want to free us, help us be free from this notion that we have to settle for less. That we have to settle from, for some level of acceptable amounts of corruption because that's just the world we live in. I'm sorry, maybe that's the world that you or others live in. I don't live in that world though. And you don't have to live in that world either because what we're talking about is the kingdom of God. You live maybe, or, or perhaps others live in a kingdom where certain amounts of corruption have become acceptable. I just choose to not live there. And maybe you saying that I'm living a lie, that's fine. You can say whatever you want to say, but I'm happy. <laughs> I've got peace that even in the midst of all of this destruction and decay and things falling apart all around us, guess what? The people of God are not impacted by that because his church, his people are founded on a rock that when the storms 
of destruction come that when you build your house or establish yourself on the rock, which is our King Jesus, you establish yourself on him. When the storms of destruction and decay and corruption come, you will stand firm. And you can just ride it out. Build your house on the sand. Go ahead. When the waves beat against it and, the, and rise up and the winds start howling around it, it is going to fall apart. And we choose to accept that because we say, well, this is just what I have to build on. This is, this is all I've got. No, it's not. It's not all you have. You have an incorruptible kingdom that you can be a part of in a king who is not corrupt, who is pure and good, good and right and just. You want to talk about justice. He is just. But you have to choose where you build. Choose where you plant and what you plant. Choose to wrestle and struggle against the encroaching and creeping corruption and to let God and his kingdom rule and reign in your life. Corruption is part of the nature of where we live, but hypocrisy is not. So we choose to be honest. We choose to be true and in our honesty, maybe take a little bit of time to reflect. Maybe take some time to reflect about the level of corruption that we have allowed in our own lives. Instead of trying to fix everybody else's house, instead of trying to fix everybody else's ways, maybe let's just look a little inwardly and reflect on ourselves. And say, you know, there, there have been certain things that I've allowed and I've settled for. And I don't have to settle for that today. Moving forward, I don't have to settle for this level of corruption. Instead, I want to choose, I want to choose life and life more abundantly. You can have that. You don't have to choose hypocrisy or corruption or anything like that. You can choose life and life more abundantly. There's an old song that we used to sing. And it it's one of my favorites, actually. And um, it has maybe some, in our world today, it has maybe some controversial lyrics. But um, I'm, I'm certainly not going to sing it. That would be horrible. Viewership or listenership uh, just goes to zero. Um, but the words of this song say this. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus. Like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth Proclaim, kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that name. 
Jesus Christ said, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words, they'll never pass away. So choose what you're sowing into. Choose, even in this world of destruction and decay, which is all around you, you don't have to settle in. That's the good news. That's the really good news, is that in the kingdom of God, you don't have to settle. But you can rise above it, not on your own, but with the help and the strength of your King, Jesus. This has been helpful.